hit me. Hi, and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane. It is the 10th episode of this podcast, finally hitting double digits since starting back in July of 2019, and it is Monday, February 17th. I'm off on President's Day, and this is a special review episode of the Valve Index uh, VR system, headset, and controllers. I've been looking forward to doing this uh, review for quite some time. I've had the Valve Index since uh, getting it back in January, so it's been about five weeks now, and I've put about... Uh, 50 hours into it, maybe give or take five or 10 hours, right? So definitely a lot of time has been spent with this. Um, if you've been following along on this podcast and listening to this podcast since its inception, or even just a few episodes, you know that inevitably the Valve Index has come up in the podcast and my conversation about VR and my personal situation with VR. So I've, uh, and if you don't know, well, well, here's a little recap. I've wanted to an extent the Valve Index since it was released in uh, late June, early July. And I've had money earmarked for it, but I've been cautious with it. I wanted to let them work out some possible bugs. I wanted to see how things shaked out because it's a $1,000 VR system, um, and that's a lot of money. It's the most expensive consumer one. Uh, I guess, you know, Pimax kind of floats in there, but for all intents and purposes, let's call it the most expensive one. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of sat on the sidelines for a while, and I had some concerns which I picked up from reading some reviews and following along on the Valve Index subreddit. I spent a lot of time there. It's kind of the thing that I maybe check every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So before I get into my review of this, um, I want to bring up what those original concerns were, and then in the review I can address those concerns and see uh, if they were legit or if they were overblown. Or maybe there's some new concerns that I didn't have but I have now. So let's start off with the first one, which was the stick-click issue. This is something that was recognized as an issue very early on, as soon as they were released and people got their first batches of the Valve indexes or index i i have no idea uh the stick click issue is that there's a uh, thumbstick on the controllers and they weren't clicking in all directions when you would click down on it now this is something that should be taken for granted in any uh, controller these days and it shouldn't be an issue so people were upset and and justifiably so because uh there's a flaw in the early run of controllers and it persisted for several months. It looks like now that uh, issue has been fixed and uh, I can report that my controllers don't have that stick click issue. So that's a good thing. Another concern that I had that uh, I was a little afraid of is uh, game compatibility and games that take advantage of the specific Knuckles controllers that are part of the Valve Index uh, system. And the, the the Knuckles controllers, they used to be called the Knuckles controllers, now they're just called index controllers, but I'll use that interchangeably because I think Knuckles is a, a good uh, uh, title for the controllers. Uh, so they're, they're awesome, and we'll talk about that, 
But when the Index was released, there wasn't a game that was designed specifically for those controllers or to take advantage really of the hand tracking or finger tracking capabilities of these controllers. So, you know, people got these kind of cool controllers, but it was like, well, what's the point? I can't even use it for anything. And as a matter of fact, uh, people were reporting that games that work with all other controllers, talking about the Vive Wands, the uh, the, the Rift, um, Rift controller, uh, the, the Touch, uh, you know, worked with all that, but suddenly the NX comes along and there's compatibility issues, which I think most of the stuff was fixed for binding, but there, there was challenges around that, right? So um, that was an issue. The other thing that I, I kind of picked up on and saw some complaints about and, and a fear that I had was the off-ear headphones and outside noise. So uh, the headphones on this headset, they don't, they're not like glued to your ears. They, they, they're offset by, uh, I don't know, an inch or so or several centimeters. So they're not touching your ears. Uh, but the downside with that is that uh, they're not canceling out noise in any way, shape, or form. So if there's noise happening in your house, in the room, you can hear it. Whereas in other headsets, like for example, my Samsung Odyssey, I pretty much can't hear anything that's going on outside of um, outside of the game because the uh, earphones or whatever are plugged to my ear. So that was another concern. Another concern that came up was the black levels. So this headset uses an LCD panel rather than an OLED, and there were complaints, um, some criticism that uh, it just doesn't have good black levels. And it's more or less like a muddy gray. That was that was definitely a concern, especially I think it comes up in like horror games where you want to have things that are black. If you go into a dark room, you want it to be black, right? Pitch black, not gray. Uh, the big issue, one of the biggest issues I would say is something that cropped up maybe a couple months after the index came out. And if you thought the stick click issue was bad, well, it gets worse. Uh, they had a stick drift issue. So Stick drift, the uh, thumbstick, even when you're not touching it, moving it, your character yourself would just move in a particular direction because the trigger mechanism, the, 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 the stick thinks it's being moved, right? So there's something that has broken in the, st- in, the, um, in the stick that causes your character to drift, and people have been RMAing the controllers to fix this only to get uh, new controllers that break maybe a month later again. So some people... Uh, anecdotally, and this is not terribly uncommon, are on their second, third, fourth, or even fifth RMA of controllers. And it's not clear that um, Valve has even fixed that yet. Uh, And then another thing that came up is some people just weren't really that impressed with the controllers. Some people saying, I don't don't like the controllers, or I like the the Oculus Touch controllers better, or the controllers are overhyped. Now, the Knuckles controllers have been teased by Valve. They, they, they've shown that they've been developing uh, VR controllers for a number of years now, um, and they've had different iterations of it. And that's something that I was excited for uh, before the headset release is seeing these controllers. They looked awesome. Um, but people weren't... They were, they were, there, was, there was kind of a mixed opinions on it. So, And then finally, uh, something that I had some concerns about is I like to play games that I can kind of work out in games that cause me to sweat because I am working out and the headset has kind of like a cloth padding all over. Um, There's no good way to really clean it. You're not supposed to use chemicals on that cloth headset without destroying it or maybe like you can run it underwater. So uh, that was a concern because my Samsung Odyssey had more of like kind of like a faux leather setup. So it was super easy to wipe down sweat, right? Uh, So that was another concern. All right. Those are the concerns that I went into 
and had slowed me down from purchasing the Valve Index. But once Half-Life Alex was announced, uh, I pulled the trigger. And one thing that I was strategically trying to do is I was hoping that Valve had ran out of like all these old batches of maybe faulty controllers in, in, in uh, the Index system. Uh, right, so I, I bought the full complete kit. I was hoping that they ran out of all of them, and I didn't get like an old kit, which seems to have happened because I had to wait—I uh, don't know—almost a month to get my uh, index. Actually, it was more than a month because I pulled the trigger at the end of November, and I didn't get till January. So uh, they obviously sold out all the old uh, batches, all the old kits. So I got a run, which they're—they're they're newer. It's a newer run. So again, I can't confirm if uh, they fixed issues like the stick drift, but I don't have the click. So that is good. All right, let's, uh, let's start off by just doing an overview of the headset if you're not terribly familiar with the Valve Index. Um, it, the, the, the full kit, which I got, is $999. Comes with uh, HMD, that, that's the headset. Two base stations for tracking and uh, two controllers. Uh, they also have some nice things like, uh, like a, a padding, and this is actually like a faux, faux leather kind of padding that if you have a smaller head, you can put it on the back of the, um, of the headset. And we'll talk about that later because I use it to work out. It's been helpful. Um, they have some kind of wrist straps that you can optionally put on the, uh, the Knuckles controllers. But the whole packaging, when you get this and open it up, it is this is a premium product and the packaging reinforces it. It's a pleasure, right? I never, I never thought I'd be so excited for packaging or opening up a package, but uh, they do a fantastic job. I think even better than Oculus, which is saying a lot. So uh, kudos to Valve for making the consumer feel like um, they're, they're purchasing something that is a premium product, especially because of the amount of money spent on this. Uh, the resolution on it is 1440 by 1600 per eye. It has a uh, refresh rate, so you, uh, variable refresh rate. You can, you can select in the settings uh, 80 or 90 hertz. 90 hertz has been the standard for VR. 120 hertz and what they call an experimental 144 144 hertz which i don't even know if they're using the term experimental anymore uh they might have just dropped that so nice nice option this is the one headset that you can customize that no other headset uh right now can go past 90. maybe pimax is experimenting if but i'm, I'm just discounting pimax for now um but this is a, a a nice new addition i like when you give the consumer options because this is uh we're talking about pcs here and we all have different pcs high specs low specs right um it's nice to be able to to change things like that valve says roughly 130 degree uh, field of view that's adjustable um on the headset itself with the turn of a dial and then uh base station tracking 2.0 so this will work with the 1.0 base stations from the uh um, htc vive uh, so if you have those already, you can save some money. You don't have to buy the kit. Uh, but these are, uh, I guess, improved base stations, uh, a little bit different. I don't know all the details and nuances, but I understand that the base stations 1.0 works ju you know, just as well. Now, as I go through this review, I'll talk about, I'll, I'll basically say some of the games that I played on it um, in the last month. Um, so I, I try to get a good kind of variety of, of games and experiences. I played a bunch of Pavlov, play, played Echo VR, uh, The Climb, Budget Cuts, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Pistol Whip, Synth Riders, Rec Room, The Forest, Carnage Chronicles, Path of the Warrior, The Morgan, 
and uh, the Vertical 2 demo, and probably some more that I'm, I'm just forgetting, but that just gives you an idea that I tried to go into and play a variety of different games to get a sense of, of how this uh, uh, headset works with them. All right, let's start off with the setup of the Valve Index. So the setup is more time-intensive, more cumbersome than just my Samsung Odyssey that I, I, I owned, which was pretty much plug-and-play because the Odyssey had inside-out tracking. The tracking cameras were built into the headset. Uh, with the uh, Valve Index, it comes with base station, so tracking of the controllers and the headset and the player is all external. So these two base stations need to be set up or mounted in the room somewhere. Uh, I chose to put them in the corners of my room, which is basically what you're supposed to do, and I attach them with clamps to uh, these curtain rods that are in the room. So one fear that I had last time is I was hoping I can get this set up without having to drill holes in the wall, which my girlfriend just didn't want me to do, and, and I get it. I mean, if I can avoid drilling holes in a wall, great. So thankfully, I was able to get these attached with some clamps that I got from Amazon for like 15 bucks each. Uh, they're really good and they attach to the current rod I had to play around with sort of the angles and, and stuff and just getting it to look kind of decent and and tighten it up so it wouldn't slip that that took uh that took me some time I mean I probably played around with those for about 45 minutes uh and just getting those kind of situated angled right and when I say angled right I'm saying not just so that operationally it works but so it, it kind of looks good right and uh hopefully I wouldn't run into any problems with tracking so I got that set up, and I was relieved I didn't have to drill holes in the wall. So that, that was good news. Um, and then I walked through their setup of tracing the boundaries around the room so it knows what my play space is. This uses the um, method of taking the headset and – actually, it's not the headset. It's taking the controller and kind of walking the controller around the edge of your room to create the boundaries. Uh, this is the way that the Samsung Odyssey did it. The Samsung Odyssey actually had to take the headset. This has to use the controller. I ran. This is when I ran into the first issue. For some reason, when I did the walk the controller around the room method, it was uh, it was like my my boundaries were showing up like this weird diagonal. Like it wasn't mapping on the room. I no idea why that wasn't working right, and it was really frustrating because I. I followed everything to a T. I'm no dummy. I've done this before. I've set up the Oculus uh, Quest. I've done the Odyssey. I couldn't figure out why this wasn't working. So thankfully that there was this advanced, quote unquote, advanced tab where instead of walking the controller around the room, you can just go to the uh, corners of the room and click the controller in each corner, and then it will set up the boundaries that way. And it did it perfectly. This may, it, it sort of makes no sense. You'd almost think that that would be the more flawed method than actually tracing it around with the controllers. But lo and behold, it did it perfectly. So um, got everything up and running. This Everything from unboxing it to the base stations to the tracing it, it took me uh, uh, certainly well over an hour to do. Um, it was a little cumbersome, but it's this is the kind of thing where it's like a one-time setup, right? I've done it once. I'm good. Knock on wood. There, there shouldn't be any reason that I have to do this again. So... Um, just, just plan when you when you get the thing. Just know that you're gonna be doing that. Uh, the headset and controllers had to update, which is understandable. So it was connecting them um, just to the computer or connecting the USB. I think like that. Um, it was it was straightforward. But um, after that, I was in the game and I was off to the races. So 
not not terrible not a terrible setup one one and done that's it don't worry too much about it uh, one thing that honestly I would have liked or what they should be doing at this point is uh, the way that the oculus quest maps out or traces the room is so much better you actually put the uh, oculus quest headset on and you take your controller and you can first of all through the headset you can see your room um, you take the controller and you're able to kind of point at the walls and trace the boundaries. And then if you want to fine tune the boundaries, you can just do that with the controller and the headset on. I don't know why Index Val hasn't copied this yet, but that's such a better method because I do like the idea of being able to fine tune the boundaries. You know, sometimes it might make the boundaries too far, or too close. And rather than having to kind of hit reset and, and do everything from the get go, it'd be much easier to be able to edit it like that so that's one one area where it could be improved all right let's go over to the uh the the comfort of the headset so this headset is is pretty heavy uh it feels heavier than my samsung odyssey but what's nice about it is that it's very well balanced so uh the front and the back are in balance and then it's got a strap that goes over the top of your head so you kind of get it positioned on your head you tighten it up and then you use the strap to hold it there so like sort of the top of the head is holding it right so the the, the, the weight of the front of it, you're not feeling it there. The weight of the back, you're not feeling it there. It's the top of your head is kind of uh, supporting it. Um, super, super comfortable. This is a headset that you can have on for hours. And it's the most comfortable headset that I've ever used. Now, it, it, it took time to get used to, uh, to be honest. Um, maybe it may have taken the whole month just to get used to wearing it in a sense of how it fit on my head, how tight I want to have it, how I want the strap up top to kind of fit on there. I had to play around with it. There, there's no doubt about that. I had to kind of look at videos and go to forums and just see how people get it because uh, the sweet spot is, uh, I mean, I'll get to that, but it's a small sweet spot. So don't despair if you get it first and you just kind of fidget a little with it. I think that's natural. I know when I got the Samsung Odyssey, that thing was, it just seemed super uncomfortable for like a month. And then after a month, it was just like wearing a glove, right? It was it was super comfortable. Same with the uh, Index, even more so. I think this is the most comfortable headset. But, you know, you might, you might fidget a little bit. You might play around with it. That's okay. It's just an experimentation. Everybody's head's a little different. Uh, definitely play around with it. And, and uh, uh, you can get this to be incredibly comfortable. It might not, not just happen on the first try. Um, the padding, I, I love the padding. So this has the, uh, the padding in the front is kind of this like cloth, um, almost this cotton cloth esque thing, little padding, super comfortable, like a pillow on the face. Uh, it can kind of, uh, come off of a magnetic clip, which is awesome. If you want to clean it or run it underwater, I haven't gotten really sweaty with it. So I haven't done that. I'm trying to avoid, um, destroying it by getting it too wet and, and doing that. It has a anti kind of bacteria cloth element to it i don't know that's what they advertise so um so far so good doesn't seem doesn't seem to be dirty or anything like that but uh very comfortable i like the fact that's removable that's smart uh that removable element comes into play because uh one of my fear was i can't i certainly can't work out with that cloth i don't think you want to be sweating with that um stock system you, in fact you don't that's a surefire way to get that thing gross smelling or destroyed when you try to clean or wash it because you can't just toss it in the wash. Um, so thankfully, VR Cover has made kind of this faux leather uh, replacement clip that you can put in there. So I bought that. And when I do play a game uh, like Thrill the Fight, which you can be dripping buckets of sweat, I take out the cloth one, 
uh, clip in with the magnetic clip, clip in the uh, VR cover one with the faux leather. And then I put this uh, padding. They, they came out with this kind of um, valve in the, in, in the index um, uh, box. They have this padding that you can kind of put on the back of your head for if you have a smaller head. It works for me. I use it just for the workout games. So again, the, the back of my head's not touching their uh, stock uh, cloth padding, which you cannot remove the back of the padding on the headset. So now none of my head and my hair is uh, touching the cloth. It's just things I can remove and wipe down. So no sweat on the headset. That's awesome. And the VR cover didn't come out until um, uh, November of 2019. So you can finally get it. But up until that point in time, good luck trying to work out with this headset. So that's better. Um, the headset has off, um, off ear speakers. So it's not earphones or anything like that. It, it hovers off your ear, which I, I like it a lot. I think the less things that are touching your body, the more immersed you are going to be, right? When you have a headset like the Odyssey, which the um, um, ear headphones are, are part of the whole headset, they're touching your ear, so you're just aware of something else touching your body, and that takes away the immersion. Or if you have another headset that doesn't have that built in, you've got to put headphones on. And again, just more weight on your head, more things touching your body. Uh, this is this is definitely the way to go in the future, these off-ear speakers, for sure, because it, it leads to more immersion. It's got an IPD slider that you can man, manually move, uh, which is nice. It's easy. It's responsive. I, I, I enjoyed that feature. Um, it does lack a volume control on the headset. So you actually have to pull up the Steam menu and change the volume that way. That's one thing I missed from my Samsung Odyssey is because I, you know, games have different volume levels. So as you switch games, one game might be comfortable at one volume setting. Um, it's nice if I could just do that from the headset somewhere, but it's it's not a big deal. Um, I'm enjoying the the length of the cord of this game. It's longer than my Samsung Odyssey. I have more than plenty of length in that cord, and that's a really nice feature. Uh, so I can kind of prevent getting tripped up in it too much. All right. I mean, that's, uh, I'd say this is a very comfortable headset. It's the most comfortable headset I've used and it helps me to have longer play sessions. It's just, I, I, I don't feel uncomfortable wearing it. When I take it off, I don't have, um, any pain or anything like that. There was an adjustment period for sure. I think that's natural. So if you hear me say this and you just get it and you're not experiencing that, give it some time. Give it a few weeks of wearing it. You'll get used to it. Play it around with the adjustments, but uh, it's incredibly comfortable. All right, let's talk about an important element, which are the the visual quality of the headset itself, because this makes a heck of a... Uh, this is everything, right? This is the headset. So uh, I'm going to start off on the negative, and that's the black levels. Unfortunately, this is an LCD panel, as mentioned earlier, so you're not getting those deep blacks. You're getting a gray. And it's not... A, and it's not a major problem because a lot of times when there is black on the screen, there's some other color or bright spots and things will seem black. It's only when you're in a scene in a game where everything's supposed to be pitch black and instead of pitch black, it's just this gray. It looks like this gray fog. It's actually terrible. Um, the only time I've ever really, really noticed just how bad it is and it was striking was uh, I was playing the forest and I was outside and it was nighttime. And um, the part of the map I was in, everything was just gray. It looked it looked terrible. That was the one time I was like, "My God, this is this is awful." Uh, most of the time, it's not going to be an issue. People have talked about playing like Elite Dangerous, and space looks black because you have like a lit up panel display and other things in there. So 
um, the, the contrast helps. It's just when there's not any contrast and it's just supposed to be pure black, which you're going to see an issue. Um, the subpixels, so uh, the it has RGB subpixels, which really just makes the screen so crisp. Um, the screen door effect is like non-existent. This looks significantly better than uh, my Samsung Odyssey, which was a very nice display to begin with. The sweet spot, this is a... Um, this is a point that could definitely be improved. I haven't had any major issues with it. I, again, I've got the headset where I'm comfortable wearing it. I'm used to wearing it. I can put it on and I'm good to go. But I felt like at first I had to play around with it. And I had to kind of find the right way to fit it. So if you're struggling with the sweet spot, again, it's just sort of how it's sitting on your head and fitting it. You're going to have to play around with it. You might even have to go online and see what people recommend in terms of how you put it on your head. Don't despair. But unfortunately, with the smaller sweet spot, it makes kind of the adjustment just a little more difficult. Um, and then finally, this headset has a very nice uh, field of view adjustment. So you can turn a dial on the headset itself, and you can make the screen and the headset either come closer to you or farther away. Uh, this can help if you're wearing glasses. It can help if you want to try to increase your field of view as much as possible. I can you know, dial that thing right up to my uh, eyelashes, and I have to kind of take one step to back it off. Uh, but again, this is kind of like a feature that just should be on every headset going forward. It's smart. There's a lot of good engineering, a lot of well thought out things in this headset that just makes it a premium product. Um, let's move on to what I consider the best feature of the Valve Index system, and that is the controllers. So I had that fear that you know some people were saying the controllers don't live up to the hype. This has not been my experience. I absolutely love these controllers and I, I, I struggle where to begin with my love affair with these controllers um, first of all they have like a strap so you can slip these controllers on you can hold your hands flat out you don't have to grip anything and they just cling to your hand which is amazing and I think every controller in VR this is this is a new level this is where we have to be this is I should be able to open up my hands like I'm holding nothing and have them f f uh, free floating um, this allows the ability to individually track each finger. It's got a, I guess, a capacitive touch sensor, sort of like uh, I, I would guess like my mouse on my laptop, right? So I can move my fingers, curl them in, and it works out. It works out pretty good. If for some reason it's not tracking your fingers, great. Maybe like your um, pinky and your index finger are being shown as like moving as one. Then you just drum your fingers on it several times, and it's able to figure out via software. Um, where your hands are positioned on. It's not a big deal. And while finger individual finger tracking doesn't play a major factor in any games right now, what it does play a factor in is immersion. It is, it is very immersive to me to be able to look at my fingers and move my hands naturally. That allows me to feel like I'm not playing a game and I'm really in this world. Um, we saw some individual finger tracking with the uh, the Rift, but they don't track all fingers. So when I play uh, some Rift games through Revive, um, I notice the difference. I notice that I can't move all my fingers, and it feels less immersive. And then I go back to a game like Pavlov through Steam, and I'm able to have all my fingers tracked. And again, it just feels so much more real. Again, this this is the new bar, guys. This is where it has to be. Again, it's not the fact that every game takes advantage and you absolutely need finger tracking but it's the level of immersion which is the name of the game in vr we want to feel like we're there we want to feel presence we want to feel like this is reality that i'm not playing a game and finger tracking is that 
Um, there's some great moments. I, I what's what's kind of really cool is that I held out on playing a lot of Oculus games because I didn't want to play it on my Samsung Odyssey with these non-finger tracking controllers that I had for the Odyssey. So I'm playing Echo Arena now, and I love that when I grip like the disc, I you know clamp down on the controller, I grip the controller, and then when I throw the uh, disc, I let go of the controller, and the disc flies. I mean, it just feels so natural. It feels so immersive. I absolutely love it. Now, I'm being smart and using the wrist straps that came with the index. I'm glad they included that. So um, when I'm kind of throwing, I, I had that one more line of defense in case the, um, the, the knuckles strap breaks on me, and at least I have the wrist guard in place. But um, it's so cool to play a game like Pavlov, pull the pin out of a uh, grenade, and then throw the grenade. And in doing so, having to completely open your hand, uh, it takes some time to get used to. Yeah, I mean, your mind has to kind of learn to think differently about a controller. But once this clicks, once you get it, you're never going to want to go back to another controller. This is a game changer. I've used the uh, Oculus Touch controllers when I had my Quest for a week. And, and, and they're, they're cool. They're good. I, I like them. Um, and it was very impressive when they came out. But this is the new standard. It, it makes those things look old. It, it just does. This is where we, we need to be. And uh, to me, the controllers live up to the hype. They even exceed it. I can't believe how much I'm enjoying them. And it should only get better as more games take advantage of it. Now, another thing that I, I didn't mention originally was there was some complaints on the controller that why did they keep the, um, the, the trackpad, right? So they got a thumbstick, they got a trackpad, and they got two buttons on each controller. Well, you know, there was a concern that maybe the thumbstick was in a weird position or uncomfortable, posi uncomfortable position, and I was worried about that and reading some of these comments. I can say that I find the controller to be super comfortable. I, I absolutely love it. Thumbstick is comfortable for me. I like the fact that there's a trackpad as well. I'm glad Valve made the decision to keep that trackpad. I was skeptical too. It didn't seem like it was necessary, uh, but it, it just adds more buttons to the game. And having more buttons at times or different inputs or different types of input can definitely help with uh, with gaming. I, it would suck if that was missing because now you have less buttons, so, but you, you've got those nice options. And here's a pro tip to everybody. There is some concern that uh, do, clicking the stick in will accelerate the damage or increase the um, proliferation of having the stick drift issue. So I, anytime a game tries to map uh, like a run to the stick cliff, I just map it to another thing on the controller. Just go into bindings, just remap it. Uh, people have said that even if you never uh, click in on the stick, if you have the faulty controllers, you'll still get the stick drift, but um, why, why take the chance? If, just remap these things. So I, I love it. I, these, these controllers are fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about it. If you have the index and you haven't tried some uh, Oculus games like Lone Echo, go in there. You're going to enjoy it. The climb, you might have to remap the uh, controllers a little bit, but the climb is awesome when you grip onto something with the controller. It just feels so good. This is the new. This is the new bar. It's hard for me to imagine improving on these controllers other than hopefully fixing this stick drift issue, which knock on wood, I don't have yet. Hopefully I never get. Um, that's the one blight in the headset. Um, but I, I'm confident Valve will fix it and they are RMA things, so that's good. But I love these controllers. I love them. I'll say one more time. They're fantastic.
uh, the sound in it. So people have been very impressed with the sound. This is actually one area where I'm not disappointed, but I wasn't blown away with the sound. I think it sounds as good or maybe slightly better than my Samsung Odyssey earphones that were built into that headset. Uh, I just like the fact that, again, that they're off-ear. The, the sound is good. Um, tracking. So tracking, we've got base station. So tracking is much better than tracking on my Samsung Odyssey. I'm enjoying the fact that I can track behind my back. I can walk around. It's 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 been nearly flawless. The only tracking issue I've ever had is, and this is weird, uh, sometimes when I first turn it, on, turn it on, my right controller will like jitter it kind of will fly around a little bit i have no idea why it does that it's only when i kind of first started up it doesn't happen every time and at most it lasts like 30 seconds and i'm good to go so um that's not anything reflective in my room because if that was the case it would be doing it all the time um it's only the right controller it doesn't matter which way i'm facing i don't know what's going on with that it's a it's a slight annoyance but again it lasts like 20 seconds doesn't happen every time it only happens when i first turn it on so who knows? Maybe it's a Bluetooth issue, but that's the only tracking issue I had. Knock on wood. Very grateful. Uh, again, this as an enthusiast, uh, you want the outside base station tracking, right? It's great that Rift S exists and, and Oculus Quest and they have the inside out. It makes it a little easier. Maybe you can't hang up base stations, but if you're an enthusiast like me, uh, this is the way to go because the name of the game is immersion and having perfect tracking or 99.9% .9 tracking is going to give you the best VR experience, and it's totally worth it. Um, you know, I, I love this. I love this. I love the index. I'm really happy I have it. The only concerns I have is the uh, potential stick drift. I just don't know what's going to happen with that. Another concern I have is that the controllers themselves are, well, they're expensive. It's $300 for both the controllers. As far as I know, you can only buy it in a pair, so... Uh, God forbid I smash it against the wall or do something stupid or smash the controllers together and they break. It's going to cost me three hundred dollars to replace, and that's a lot of money, man. I mean, that's these controllers are 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 worth it. I'm not saying they're not worth it, but it's a fear that I'm playing with an expensive toy that I can potentially break. Um, I've heard that they held hold up pretty well, but I also have a friend who smashed them playing uh, Beat Saber and had to go out and buy new controllers. So hopefully the price on the controller will come down a little bit. So if there is you know, if there is a, an issue, maybe they can sell one controller for like $100, something like that. That would be nice. Um, that's that's one criticism. The other criticism, I, I would say, is the black levels. It would be nice, and this system would be perfect if they could just do black levels the way OLEDs can, uh, but I don't know if that's ever going to be possible. So in conclusion, I love this headset. I highly recommend it. I will, I will give it a rating like I give uh, games ratings, so... Uh, my rating system is 0 to 2 is don't wish this game, or at least hardware, we'll call it this time, on your worst enemy. Uh, 3 to 5 is we all make mistakes. 6 to 8 is solid. And then 9 to 10 is buy it. I'm going to give this a 9.5. This thing is damn near perfect. It was worth every penny to me. I hope it does well because this is the best way to experience VR. Absolutely love it. Uh, I should mention for context, I had... The Samsung Odyssey for two years. I've used the uh, HTC Vive in arcades, so I have a couple hours on that. I owned the uh, Oculus Quest for a week and spent considerable time with that. Uh, I've never tried the Pimax, and I've never tried the Rift or the Rift S. So that will just give you a sense of my ex experience in VR. Uh, but I absolutely love it. And as a matter of fact, I was going to have this 
podcast out last week. I had about an hour and a half of free time. And instead of doing this podcast, I chose to play more VR because I love VR with the Valve Index. I'm spending more time than ever, which I didn't think was possible, in VR uh, just because it's so comfortable. I've noticed that with the Samsung Odyssey, I was getting some eye fatigue after about an hour. That eye fatigue is just flat out gone. Um, So that goes a long way towards my comfort in VR. In addition to the headset, the padding, the weight, uh, it just feels so good. So thank you guys for uh, for listening. Uh, you can get in touch with me through, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. You can hit me up there. You can send me an email at vrgamingpodcast at gmail.com. If you're so kind, consider leaving a review on iTunes. I'm trying to grow this channel to just make sure it's worth uh, my time to put out content because while I love doing it, I just want to make sure other people are finding it valuable as well. I will catch you next month where I hope to and I plan to do a review of Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, maybe some other surprises as well. Take care.